How are you doing today? I'm good, mate. Thank you. How are you? I, I can't complain. You know, good. same old, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Lockdowns making everyone do crazy stuff, aren't they? But um, we're surviving, so it's all good. That's it. That's it. Talk about surviving then. Last uh, year or so, the COVID times. How have you been holding up? Um, not gonna lie, it's been pretty rough to be honest. As it as for a lot of people, I mean, a lot of people have gone through far worse stuff than I've been going through. But um, you find a different way of coping with day to day life, don't you? I guess. Um, and the the time that we used to take for granted in like terms of weekends and evenings and all that kind of stuff, everything kind of blends into one now. So I think after COVID and after lockdown lifts, I think people are going to start appreciating their free, free time a lot more and doing a lot more with it. Definitely. All right. What's been keeping you uh, positive and busy? Um, the, the fact that we've got a new album out. <laughs> that's, of course. that's all I've been looking forward to for the past, what, four years at least? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean... Uh, the day-to-day grind isn't something that I'm actively part of anymore. You know, I'm like I got made redundant from a couple of day jobs in the past few years and uh, kind of readdressed how I want to spend my personal free time and do a lot for me. Um, so on top of that, obviously having the new album out is was like the horizon. We've always been chasing that horizon the past few years. And now we're so close. <laughs> I don't actually know what I'm going to do after it. So. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. As you say, it's been a while. Hell Unleashed, April 30th, 2021 via Napalm Records. That feeling, eight years since the release of the previous album and then this one. I mean, you talk about just trying to get to the horizon. Has it sunk in yet that you are now within a month? I don't think it has. No, because it's been such a long time coming. Um... I think we all collectively thought that it was never going to actually get here. We, we thought we'd never get to this point. So I'm sure in three or four weeks' time when the al- album's out properly, that I think then it'll really, really hit home that we've actually accomplished something. You know, when we've got like a physical copy of it in our hands and we can, we can actually sit back a little bit and go, wow, we've actually got there and done it. Um, but for the, for the past eight years, it's been like... Almost like a self-imposed hiatus, and mm. it's been a bit regretful, really, because we knew we had the material and we just wanted it out there, but we just had roadblock after roadblock in, in different ways. So. Yeah, of course, of course, but this period, this build towards the new album, as you've released songs as well, and fans have got to hear the new album, do you find that that's helped you relax a bit? Because the fan reaction to, say, the title track has been phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for us, the anticipation of it is crippling because because we've been looking forward to it for so long and we, we know in ourselves it's a really strong album. And I, I actually think that the first two singles weren't potentially the strongest songs on the album. Um, they might have been the most identifiable as being evil to get us back in the public forum, so to speak. Um, eight years is a long, long time, especially in music. Mm. Um, it's a fickle industry. It moves on so quick. And not only did we kind of have to readdress the people that we still exist, we also had to kind of refamiliarize ourselves with our own sound and what we want to do this time around with the new album cycle. Um, 
we, we did change our sound quite a little bit in the previous four albums, if you think about how we came on from, you know, Enter the Grave all the way up to Skull. But I think this this new album is the most evil we've ever sounded. It sounds like a huge cliche and it sounds like a user-friendly soundbite and we're just trying to spam everyone with, yes, evil are back. But I think when people listen to the full body of album in context, they're going to go, wow. You know, it's, it, I, I personally feel really good to be back on the scene. Um, I just hope everyone else appreciates it as much as we do, because like I said, music's fickle. Bands have formed and broken up in the time that we've been away. And that's a scary thing, you know? And obviously everyone else has kind of moved on as well in their own way. So we had to kind of, A, come back with a you know, vengeance and stamp our mark all over again, but then B, kind of reaffirm it for ourselves that we're still viable, you know? You, you want to make sure you're still relevant, not just to the fans, but to yourself. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's so, taken it, the, the fact that it's coming out very soon has taken away a lot of the guessing game, definitely. When did him, when did you start work on Hell Unleashed, and how much effect did like the lockdowns and the COVID issues have on it? Did it have any? Um, the material's been sat around, and all's been working on it. We've all been working on it individually, but prior to the studio, all we could do because of COVID was fire around ideas backwards and forwards over the internet emails and you know mp3s and that kind of stuff mm. it took the it took the collective work ethic out of making the album um but i think we all knew what we what we wanted out of it anyway and it sounds horrible to say but once matt decided that he his heart wasn't in it anymore and he he had to address his family issues and his health issues um we just wanted to get it out as quick as possible we just wanted to get in the studio get it down and, and get it, get on with it, basically. The, the frustrating part was, like I said, the roadblocks kept coming. No matter what angle we tried to go at, there was something else to work around. And um, I think Matt's departure from the band was kind of when the, all the gates kind of lifted and we all kind of said, look, we're going to have to just get on with this now. You know, for so that must... fans. Of course, of course, and that means must have made a major difference in the dynamic when it kind of came to recording it, right? And putting us music, like actually playing it together. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one of those things where you, you cut an arm off, you can't do your job properly, can you? Yeah. And for me, that's very much like what Matt's departure was. It was like losing a limb. Um, I always said that he was our pet field as much as all was our secret weapon. And you can't replace that. So the reshuffling of the personnel bringing all to the front, it kept it kept the working musical bias of the band intact. Um, Ol's always written the majority of the material. Um, his musical ideas are far superior to anyone else in the band in, term, in terms of musicality. Mm. Um, his theory side of stuff is, is incredible. Um, so in the studio, that that critical ear was still there, which helped a lot, I think. Yeah, it of course. Made it a lot easier, definitely. I mean, all can spot any kind of musical mistake from you know a different postcode. <laughs> He's that kind of guy. He just knows. So having that still on board within the confines of the band is amazing in terms of writing and performing. Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's pretty exciting. I'm stepping up to do vocal duties. What do you think, like for fans who obviously about to experience this? 
do you think he brings with his style? Very, very raw, aggressive. Um, he can be quite guttural in his presentation of his vocals, but at the same time, um, it's all still very new to him. In terms of what the fans are going to perceive from that, I think that it's very obvious that all and Matt are brothers. They have the same kind of tonal qualities in the voice when they're singing. It's just that I think all wants to be that a little bit more aggressive and dominant in the delivery, and he can be. He's, he can growl, he can, he can sing, very much like Matt could sing, in the same kind of tonal way, but I don't think he'll have the upper dynamic range that Matt had. That was Matt's forte, really, the traditional aspect of singing. All can do it, and I'm, I've got no doubt in my mind that in months' time, a couple of years' time or whatever, he'll be you know, infinitely better than he is now. He's the kind of guy that can set his head and his heart to anything mm. and make a out of it. So I think... I think some of the tracks are going to sound identifiable as, as, you know, one of the Drake brothers singing them. It can't sound anything else. But at the same time, it's going to be identifiably evil as well. We're not going to change every song to death metal growls just because it's a new singer, you know? No, of course, of course. But you used the word aggression, and that's the one that was going through my head. And it kind of comes the question about what your goals were when it came to the overall album because there are some notable death metal touches here and there horror star references as well what was the goal was the one we we wanted to get back to what we enjoyed doing right on the first album which was writing songs that we we were fun to play mm. um, we lost we lost a bit of aggression we lost a lot of the speed aspects of how we can play um so we wanted to just go back to that. We wanted to kind of reiterate the fact that we can play fast, we can hit people hard in the face with what we do, and we wanted to have fun playing it, first and foremost. And these these you know nine songs we've got on this album coming out is definitely the most fun I'm going to have on stage that I've had in a long, long time. Mm. To play the song is absolutely amazing from a drummer's perspective. Um, and I think it's probably the fastest album we've ever recorded. In terms of B, you know BPM of the tracks and velocity and everything like that, it's really, really intense. And that's what we wanted. We wanted to get back to what made us want to play this kind of music in the first place. It's fascinating to say that. A lot of um, bands that start off in the thrash um, metal way, as you did back in the day, um, and of course you are still that, but slow down as they get older as a band. You seem to be speeding up. I think that's a... That's a culmination of all the frustration from the past eight years of being inactive really skull for us was the pinnacle of everything we'd ever done as a band and i don't think it got the push it deserved from the last label i don't think it i don't think it was done justice if, if i can be blunt about mm. it um so we didn't want to make the same mistakes we made before and also we we kind of just wanted to show everyone that we're a little bit pissed off about not having done anything for so long. And you, you can definitely hear the intent and the statement in the tracks, I think. You think you got a point to, a point to prove? I think so, but more, more, more than that, we, we're hungry for it again. We, we're not, you know, we, there were a time where we got a bit complacent and stuff seemed to be a little bit stagnant for us and stood around in the water. And that was purely down to the fact that we weren't as busy as we could have been or like mm. to have been. So this time around, we don't want to, we don't want to cause ourselves any problem by saying no to a right lot of stuff. 
Um, we've all matured as people, we've all matured as musicians, and I think this time around we're just ready for a really, really good smash at it. And thankfully we've got a really strong album and a fantastic label working behind us to get the distribution right, they've got the promotion right, um, the package as a whole looks fantastic. We've got some more great artwork from Michael Whelan and the whole the whole ball that we've got for this new album is just getting ready to snowball all over again and it feel it feels great. It does. Yeah. I wanted to say as well, of course, the Napalm Records um deal that you're now uh, signed to. I mean, did that bring any extra pressure at first or has it just been really great relationship? It's been a fantastic relationship since day one. The guys at Napalm were really, really interested in working with us. And they, they first got really in touch with us as there was some kind of tete-a-tete going on with Matt's departure. So they they were informed of the situation, what was going on with Matt, and they were still interested regardless, which was which was great for us because sometimes personality change, uh, sorry, personnel changes in an established band, um, they'll see it as like a massive, massive no-no. I think all stepping up to the frontman position helped in that respect. Um, it keeps it so much more familiar for fans of existing material and it kill, still keeps the musicianship in the band. Um, but, no, I think the, the, the way that Napalm are handling us is really, really great at the minute. They're, they're just leaving a lot to us. They're doing their job the best way they can and we're available, ready, willing and waiting for stuff to come out so we can gig and tour when we're active. You know, it's... The, the whole thing is ready to go. And that's that's another part of the frustration. I love that. Yep. Everyone is in the same boat. And as we get to that light at the end of the tunnel situation, um, yeah. and you're just a train ready to take off. Exactly. Yeah. There's so much weight and intent behind it all. I just can't, I can't imagine what that first gig back's going to be like, because it's just going to be such a cathartic kind of release of pressure and, we're going to have to make such a statement of intent live as well. It's just going to be like everything coming together all at once, you know. It's going to be great. I mean, I was looking on your website earlier on about your tour dates, because obviously tours and so on, what you're able to do is very, very hard. Yeah. And it looks like at the moment, unless something changes, that your first show back in this country is going to be Bloodstock. Um, your first time since 2012. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We can't wait. We really can't. <laughs> it's something that we've wanted to do year on year ever since we've kind of been inactive and for one reason or whatever it hasn't happened and you know we've always been around as, as guests but to play it is another feeling for us entirely and we've done it so many times I can't even think it's like home for us so uh, yeah we're on the Friday evening on the Sophie stage I think we're second from headliner there so we can get an extended set We'll have a closed stage, so we'll have like, you know, the sound won't be blowing away in the breeze and all that kind of stuff. If we pack that Sophie tent out, I think we're gonna have a really good show. Oh, yeah, and if it is the festival, the first festival in this country that goes ahead, I mean, it's gonna be a hungry, hungry crowd. It is, it is. Everyone's starved of entertainment. And I think even if we went on stage and made absolute idiots of ourselves, <laughs> it'd still be enjoyable. Just purely because people haven't seen us for so long. We've been out of the loop and, you know, hopefully everyone will have new album fever by then as well. They've got enough, enough time to kind of digest the new material, get into the groove of it all. So when it, when it comes over live, I'm expecting it to hit twice as hard. Mm, absolutely. And one of the surprises on the album, in a way, is that you guys have got a cover track. 
Uh, you're doing a zombie apocalypse by Mortician. Why that one? Um, just a really fun, dirty, nasty <laughs> track to do. We we were talking with the idea of doing a death metal track for ages, and we had a bit of success with one when we covered um, Drowned by Entombed. Um, for um, I think that was for a Kerrang or Metal Hammer cover CD. Um, so we just wanted to have another go at it. I was a huge fan, anyway, of, of uh, you know, Mortician. So to do that track, that was the one that kind of stood out that we could rework slightly and make it our own, I think. Mm. And it kind of fit with the, the theme of the album as well, because it's, it's got some really tasty tempo changes and it's still got that blistering speed to it and that technicality that we're trying to reinforce this time around. So, yeah, it, it fit really well with the rest of the album, to be honest. I suspect that if people don't know the track, the original track at all, and uh, they just listen to the album, they might not know it was a cover. Potentially not. No, the way it's mixed and engineered, and I mm. think our delivery of it does it justice. Um, and like I said, it, it, it sits really well with the rest of the album. It, it's really, um, it's not out of place, put it that way. It's, it's certainly something that we'd like to pursue more of. Um, but it was nice to do something that, you know, Something that's a bit fun as well. Yeah, and you've earned the that. Fact, the on the album as well. Normally, when you do cover tracks and stuff like that, the label kind of says, "Well, they kind of pull rank and say, yeah, we'll do that as bonus material or an extra release later down the line." The fact that they wanted it included in the main body of the album is, it's great for us. I just hope and the guys you... in Martin like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've earned the right at this stage of your careers to be able to pick and choose what music you want on your album and how you play it. I think so. I'd like to think so, yeah. We've been around the block a few times and I'd, I'd like to think we've paid our dues in that respect. Absolutely. Nowadays as well, what I mean, do you think Ivalo in a good place in regards to demands of social media and all that aspect, you know, the pushing yourselves on that? Definitely, yeah. I mean, all's always been very forthright in, in you know, projecting the band on social media. Um, he's always done that. He's, he's probably the first person in Evile to to do all the social media aspect of what everything entails. We're still hands-on and do everything just the four of us. And I know other bands have people doing the social media aspect of them of it for them, you know? We, we don't have that luxury. So the more active and hands-on we are as a band, I mean, we're getting on a bit now. So there's a lot of stuff that's new to us. And thankfully, Adam... He's our kind of shining light in the darkness for that. You know, he's he's studying it actively anyway. I think that's part of his degree. So the digital um, marketing aspect of everything. So if we can tie it all together and then all's doing his Twitch stuff as well. He's a very good Twitch streamer at the moment. He's got a really good following. If it can all tie together, it's only ever strong for the band as a whole. So bring it on. Yeah, it's often an aspect though that as a band, you end up hating because of those pressures. Yeah, all eyes are on you all the time. There used to be a thing where, like, you know, you, you grew up and you looked at your musicians, superheroes, or, um, you know, loads of hero worship, and they were unobtainable. You couldn't get anywhere near them. And I think that distance made you revere them a little bit more. You had them on a pedestal, all that kind of stuff. Now, with social media, everyone's contactable all the time. You know, everyone's got a camera on the phone so they can... You know what I mean? Everything is obtainable and accessible 24-7. Um, some bands shy away from it. Some bands embrace it. And I'd like to think we're on the embracing side of it because we, we're only you know, four normal guys at the end of the day. 
we don't see ourselves as anything else. If anyone wants to say anything to us or ask us anything or approach us in the street, buy us a drink when we're out, you know, just come and hang. It's what we're here for. That's you know, awesome, no, man. One's a human being. We're all just out to make music and entertain people. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's not easy to stay that grounded. No, I don't think... Well, I think it is where we grew up. I think that's part of the, the culture. Um, and we've always been quite humble in that respect anyway. We don't have people blowing smoke up our asses and mm. telling us we're something we're not. We're quite aware of our stature in the big scheme of things. So we just we just roll with it, really. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But um, lastly then, having heard the album and not blowing smoke up your ass, it is a stunner. And it is a vile back ready to hopefully take on the world right fingers crossed yes we can't wait we just need to get out and about and maybe go to some territories we've not been to before japan australia south america that kind of thing um but to be honest i'd take a gig in my back garden right now <laughs> tell me about it ben cheers man thanks for doing this appreciate your time man thank you very much for watching you can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on facebook instagram twitter and tumblr Go to Patreon to help us out over there, that's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl, as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and of course, if you like this video, do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?